Hello, and welcome to Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative ladies who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today, we're talking with Michelle Gifford. Hey. Hey, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm excited to be here. Welcome. We're so excited to have you. It's going to be fun. I do dance to the beat of my own drum. (gasps) Ooh, we love that. (laughs) Okay, first question. Are you an early bird or night owl? Um, it's changed over the years. Now I'm an early bird. My kids are now night owls. I have my oldest Same. is 15. So now it's like I'm going to bed at 10 mm. so I can have some time in the morning by myself. That's totally yeah. how I am. I've always loved nights, but as I get older, I just want to <laughs> go to bed and get up early. Start yeah. fresh every day. No, I'm like Michelle and I just needed time for myself. I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. getting it. And so I like had to carve it out in the mornings. So like 5.30, yeah. 6 a.m. I'm awake and I'm like, okay, time for some like alone time. Yeah. I just need people not to talk to me for just a minute. So people aren't talking oh, yeah. at 5 a.m. So here I am. Violent. <laughs> the house is clean. <laughs> quiet. Yeah. Such best. a happy time. Salty or sweet? Oh, salty all the way. I would, I would pass yeah. that. Bowls and bowls of ice cream for chips and guac any day. Ooh, are, is chips and guac like your go-to snack? They are. I would, yes, absolutely. We live in California, so um, my we have an avocado tree, so I feel like I'm always swimming in guac. It's the best. Mm, it's probably so good, too. So fresh. <laughs> it's very good. Shopping online or shopping in-store? Hmm. I've been an online shopper just because of the efficiency. And um, I think with the more kids I have, the more I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy this online. Will I take it back? Yeah. Absolutely not. Because that's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> if I If it comes to my house, it's, it's mine forever. <laughs> oh, I hate doing returns. But yeah, online shopping is yeah. just, it's too convenient to pass up. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Hundred percent. I know. I live in California. I know. I live. Um, I grew up in Utah in a really small town by the mountains. And um, what's I would it called? Go to the mountains over there. I'm I'm from Castledale, Utah. Um, I grew up on a ranch, and so I know <gasps> it's a so good cool. place. But uh, <laughs> but I'd much rather be in small town. But I do like the beach. But yeah, mountains. You probably want mountains because you live by the beach now, right? The beach is a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. True. With all the kids and the danger is always there and mm-hmm. the sand is always there. And then you take at least two card loads of sand home with you. So <laughs> the amount of effort is required for the beach is like off the charts. <laughs> See, when I find like sand in my suitcase, it just makes me so happy. Like, oh, oh. The beach home with us. I just love the beach so much because it's so far. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Breakfast or lunch? Hmm. I say breakfast. I love a good, I love a good breakfast and lunch. I get busy, right? And kind of forget and we pass by it. And right now this is the first year ever I haven't had kids at home. So I don't have like the the like oh we have to feed people <laughs> yeah so how old are your kids um, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is turning six tomorrow so oh happy birthday yeah. i know it's so fun 
Such fun ages. How many do you have? I have five. Wow. It's a lot. Okay, I yeah. know. That would, that would definitely affect my beach decisions if I had five children. Right? I'd probably yeah. just never leave my house at all. <laughs> and then if you don't get all the sand out of your car, your car starts to stink. I'm just, maybe that was too much, but I just, that's the real life of oh. living by the beach. Your hand, your, don't bring any, any, don't bring home any, um, don't like bring the beach home shells or anything and leave them in your car. Don't bring it home with you. You just gotta leave it there. That makes sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Oh, they like really stink. <laughs> oh, oh, I have three boys. So I was like, I would love to just live on the beach or near the beach and just be able to like play all day or whatever. But like and... boys already stink. <laughs> and just like, you know, compounding that with sand and shells and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Maybe I should invest in Febreze. They're both yeah. sides to all, <laughs> to all things. Okay, Michelle, do you want to give us a little background intro? Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Michelle Gifford. I am. Um, I run a marketing agency. I'm also a business coach and brand strategist. And I've been in business for like since my kids were babies. So um, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I started a business on Etsy and it's kind of led to where I am now. But for the last 15 years, I've been doing it. And so I really love um, <clears throat> helping women, especially build businesses online. So that's kind of my focus. So we help people with their brand. Um, and so we can build your brand or we, with my agency, we take over people's content and um, like Pinterest email blogging. And then I have a coaching group called Moneymakers where I have the best, the best women around, um, women business owners, and we get a coach every, every month. It's so fun. That's so awesome. I didn't know you ran a marketing agency. I do. So we like for creatives and influencers, we will either help build their brands or we do their blogging, email marketing, Pinterest, social media. So that's what we do. That's so cool. So how did you fall into the business coach brand strategist? Did the marketing agency come first or did it all kind of come together at the same time? Yeah, it's been really interesting um, because I've been in business for a long time. I mean, I've tried, I've done about everything. So I was on Etsy where I was doing like the handmade stuff um, for a while. And that led me to photography because I was taking product pictures all the time. And I have always loved photography. So I, you know, went to the photography. It's 15 years. So I'm going to just go through this 15 years very quickly. But um, awesome. I became more of a photographer. <laughs> and then I started a photography nonprofit. And then I started teaching photography, photographers business. And then that um, about six years ago, I really just started focusing on women in business. Um, and then my agency started very organically, where I had some pretty big influencer friends who asked me to manage their content for them. And so I started and now it's actually just kind of grown word of mouth. And now, now we serve some of the best and biggest influencers and it's maybe like the best because women are doing so much good, you know, and yes. um, I love being a part of their business. That's so cool. We agree with that. We're yeah, women supporters of women are pretty over cool. here. And, uh... <laughs> so our listeners are mostly designers and artists. So what advice do you have for our listeners specifically who are trying to build brands? Brands for themselves or for other people? Yes, for, themselves. for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, I would definitely, um, first of all, just decide today that you're going to take this seriously and you're going to start treating it like a business. I think there's a lot of mindset that I know I could have said a lot of different things, but I'm going to start there. I spend, because I'm a business coach, I spend a lot of time with my women trying to help them um, just go all in. You know, if they went all in, things would change. But a lot of times we know what we want to do and we won't, we know we need to be this designer and we know we need to do this. Um, and, but we're nervous. We're nervous about what people think. We're nervous. Can we really do it? And what if I fail, right? We're worried about mm-hmm. all of those things. And so we kind of are like, we, we go in spurts where we're like, okay, maybe I'm doing this. Okay. Maybe not, you know? And yeah. if we just committed and said that I am going to be the best designer ever and go towards it and then trust in your future self. I was, um, I was talking to some, um, of my followers and they said, you know, the reason why I'm not growing in business is because I'm afraid to succeed. They're like, what will my life look mm. like? Will I be able to handle it? What about taxes? What if people start criticizing me and they are like borrowing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. my advice to that is like, this is your business, right? And so, um, I would have never guessed 15 years ago that I'd be sitting here or that I'd be sitting with the brands and businesses that I get to work with. I'm like, wow, like I would have never thought that, but each of my, each of my steps that I've taken has led prepared me for where I am right now. So trust that your future self is going to be like super awesome. <laughs> And don't be afraid of success. So that is the mental game behind like building a brand. But as far as like tactical strategy, because I'm all about that as well, I would really niche down and serve one person, one audience. Um, So whether your most designers are probably going to be on Instagram, because that's probably where their audience is and probably where their content is best shared because it's visual and video. Um, So on Instagram, I would... Since you have the mindset that you're going to go all in, you're going to be the best designer ever, then I would start showing up like that and be the expert um, and then really niche down to the type of person that you want to serve. Because you could you can make uh, brands and you can design for almost anyone, right? But if you niche down, then it makes it very easy for people to refer you and to talk about you. And it... Um, if you serve everyone, you serve no one, right? So if you could just serve yeah. one type of person and show up for them, then your business is going to grow a lot faster. I love that. So many thoughts. So <laughs> a common thing that I have noticed from my other artists and designers that I follow on Instagram is struggling with reels and needing to post videos because they just want to create their work and then post the photos. It's it's a hard transition. Do you have any advice that way? Yeah. So we ha- so it, <laughs> absolutely. So I think that we have to know that if we are having a business, part of business is not just doing the work, but it's also marketing our work. And that is so it's hard sometimes, right? Because we would just rather be like super passionate about the design and just do that. But so as far as marketing. We again, I'm going to go to mindset just a little bit. If we look at Instagram as such a gift, like it is such a gift that we get to reach all these people and we get to do it for free and no other time, no other women have had this, right? That they could be like, oh my gosh, I am a designer and I want to show my people what I just did 
and here are thousands of people who are going to see it. Like that's insane, right? That's nuts. Mm -hmm. And if you told your grandma a hundred years ago, eh, your grandma's not a hundred years old, but if you had told your grandma (laughs) who maybe she had a business and you said, I get to do this and you're like, but I just don't want to. (laughs) I think she'd say, buck up sister, get to work. (laughs) So I think first like acknowledging that Instagram or marketing, and you can choose how you do that. You know, you guys are doing a podcast, so that's cool. But you can decide how you want to show up for marketing and online marketing and choose. Be very deliberate about your choice. That Make sure you like it. Make sure you have people there. And then as far as reels, um, you should do them. <laughs> and I don't know if you've talked much about reels or why you should do them. Have you talked about that no. much here? not here. Can can I talk about reels? Just watch out. Please, please (laughs) talk about reels. I got super into reels about a year ago. I mean, it it was fine. It was good. Um, but, um, I started to go viral really fast, but like for the wrong reasons, like I did, I did like a fashion reel and I was a graphic designer. So it was interesting. Like I was going viral, but for the wrong reasons, but, um, Anyway, I ended up, you know, not doing any more reels for a while because I took a different, you know, path in my business in my life. But, um, you know, they work. You just have to, like, (laughs) make sure you're doing it right. I don't know. Like, yeah, the only reels that I've gotten a lot of views are have nothing to do with graphic design or my business at all. (laughs) Like random (laughs) trends. (laughs) Yeah. So we can, so let's talk about why reels are important and then let's talk about the right kind of reels. Let's do that. Okay. So let's do it. the reason why reels are so big and so important is because they have, they have its own algorithm. So there's three types of algorithm on Instagram and you have your feed and you have um, your search one. What Stories. is that called? Oh, I can't remember. Explore. No, um, your explore feed. There it is. Explore. You have explore algorithm. Your feed and your stories are about the same algorithm anyway. But um, and then reels. So the difference, the big difference between the reels algorithm and the other two um, reels is going to show your content to people who don't follow you. Mm. So so that's the huge difference on your on your regular feed. The algorithm is going to show your content only to people that follow you or if they like share people who follow you share to other people. And so you are limited to what you can reach based on, I mean, yes, you can do hashtags, but hashtags aren't doing much for growth or reach right now. Mm -hmm. Um, They're more of a search help. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, and so if you want to get in front of people who don't follow you, then Reels is really like the the way to do it. And so that's why why it's being pushed. Now, you might have heard that Instagram is going to be giving us options for our different feeds. Um, in 2022, Instagram is going to introduce three feeds um, so that you could look at your I regular that. feed. That's the feed that you, it's coming. <laughs> mm. So you can you can choose to look at your regular feed. So that's just like the regular algorithm feed that you're looking at now. You can you're going to have a favorites feed where you can place people in favorites. Mm. Um, so like your family and friends, people that you want to for sure see. And then you're going to have the chronological feed. And that's like the person who posted the last, you're going to see the last picture. How it used to be, right? So it'll be interesting to see how that affects where what people see. So that is just to be on your radar. But but for, for like using reels, we need to, that's why it's important. And 
and who knows how it'll be for, if it'll be like that forever. And so if you want to utilize what's happening now, it's that Reels has its own algorithm. And part of the algorithm is putting your content in front of the right people and they could not be following you. So let's talk about the right kind of real. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So I have had people message me a lot of people and they're like, Michelle, I just went viral on my reel. And I was like, great. And then the next day they, they like you are like, these aren't my people. Yeah. (laughs) You know, these are not the right people. And it goes back to what I said about like, if you're starting a business and a brand that you really want to niche down your, your target market to know exactly the person that you're creating content for. And does that align with your business, right? So it needs to be like your business target market. And then what things would they find interesting, fascinating, they want to see? And then if you want to jump on a trend, which I recommend, because that's how you get seen more. So you'll notice that there's like lip sync trends or there's music trends, and you can hop on those trends. You just need to make sure that you're doing it in your lane to your niche, or niche, um, so that you Mm -hmm. can, so that the right people are going to see it and relate to it. And when I'm thinking about a reel, I think, will someone share this or will someone say, oh, that's totally me. You know, they totally get it. And that's what I'm looking for when I'm creating my reels. And honestly, some of my reels are total bust (laughs) and it doesn't matter, right? Like, because the more reels you make, the better you get. And mm-hmm. you also learn a lot about your audience when you start create start creating and not being afraid of them. Oh, that is such good advice. I feel like I have so much baggage with Instagram <laughs> where I've just I feel like I've been on there for so long and sometimes I care about growing, sometimes I don't. And so I'm just like too emotional about what I share right now. And I wish I could just like disconnect and not care and just like experiment, see if this works. Maybe it won't. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that just means you're not ready to do that right now. That's okay. Like there's plenty of other ways to grow your business. Like there's a lot. I I think Instagram is what people focus on because everyone's there, but that's totally fine. It's, there are some times that I'm like, oof, I need a break you know, and sometimes I push Mm -hmm. and that's okay because you're the business owner. You can decide. So if you, so I think you can give yourself permission to say, you know what? Instagram is not going to be my focus right now. That's okay. If it is your focus, do reels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So would you recommend like sticking to one platform to focus on? Um, I recommend one social media platform. So I would not try to grow a huge Facebook group and a huge Instagram at the same time just because you will be so sad because <laughs> you um, I'm be disappointed. I would figure out, yeah, I, I would figure out one platform before I would move to another. Um, it doesn't mean you can't have both, mm. but I had a Facebook group that was growing and an Instagram that was growing. And I just realized that I, there was, I was having a hard time telling people where to go to find me. Right. Cause it was both. Mm. And I really hated showing up on Facebook. So I just was like, you know what? I just want to say I'm on Instagram. I have a, I mean, I have a Facebook page. I just don't use it very much. So anyway, it'll help you, your sanity, unless you have a team. Awesome. You'd be wherever you want to be. But if you don't have a team and it's just you choose one place, it'll really help you focus your efforts. Awesome. How do you feel about TikTok? Because I heard that 
It's a great way to try out different content to an audience. So you like do a bunch of videos on TikTok, find what works, and then recycle like your most you know, successful videos as reels on Instagram, like using it as a test platform almost. How do you feel about like TikTok? And because that is like two different platforms, right? Like, do you mm-hmm. use them together? Is yeah. it like, I feel like it's other? totally different people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just curious yeah. what you think about it. So I think TikTok is awesome and I have tried to get into it. And every time I'm like, I just need, I'm focusing on Instagram right now. And in a minute, I'm going to tackle TikTok. But the the thing you have to know about that is if you do a video over on TikTok and then repost it to Instagram and you don't, and it has the watermark and everything, you're going to get dinged by the algorithm just because Mm. Instagram doesn't want you to repurpose TikTok videos. So you need to create them and then upload them separately. But yeah, but I'm all about reusing your content. Like I love it so much. So I think awesome, like, but I don't think TikTok is as hateful about Instagram (laughs) as Instagram is about TikTok. So like you can repurpose your reels from Instagram to TikTok. Mm -hmm. If you're going at it like really intentionally and you're like, this is going to be my platform and I'm going to grow here, then I would just, I would create natively in the app and create for TikTok because there it's, it's a different feel. Like I've created TikTok videos and I've created Instagram reels and it's just a different feel, but yeah, use them both, you know, use, Use what you got. I got like blacklisted on TikTok somehow and all my videos get like what were you zero views. <laughs> I wonder if it's because I don't like look well, at it very much and I just post. I don't know what's happening, but literally it's like four, two, five, and they'll like do fine on Instagram. I don't know what's happening, but TikTok scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that um, with TikTok, you can, depending on how many followers you have, if you, what I would do is like, have like if you're going to do TikTok, <laughs> oh, well then you can, if you do feel like, I mean, did you get like a letter that you're blacklisted? No, no, I just have like zero views. Like, and I had, when I was first posting on TikTok, I yeah, would get so like a couple of thousand I would do- and then it just, they all just went to like zero. So it feels like something's wrong. <laughs> Who hates me? Just kidding. Um, so I would do some things like <laughs> if you're going to do TikTok, like take a break or start a new account and then go all in because TikTok will reward mm. um, new creators and especially if they yeah. show up consistently for 30 days. So if you're going to do like a consistent strategy, like just I, like if you only have 20 followers and you're like, I'm going to do TikTok, I would totally just like scrap it, start over and say for the next 30 days, I'm going to post two TikToks a day. You don't get dinged for posting. I mean, you can post too much, but I don't think you're at that limit. Like it's like 15. I can't remember, but um, definitely, definitely wouldn't be a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to do TikTok, I would be like, okay, I am going to start scratch and then go when you start posting, just be really committed for like for a month or two and you'll grow a lot faster. Okay. That is such good advice. I did not know that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, okay, so you said you're a big fan of batch creating, repurposing content. Do you have any advice on like simplifying it? Like, do you have a process that you use for repurposing your content? Yes, I call it. So, what I teach it to my um, coaching group is I call it. Um, my core content code. 
So what I do is I take one piece of core content. So for you, it would be your podcast, right? You guys do a podcast frequently. Um, so I would say like, what is that one piece of really valuable content that you're going to commit to showing up to on a regular basis? I have a podcast as well. So that's my core content. And so I say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then what is my secondary content? So where is the secondary place that you're going to show up? Now, I really love a good getting on a search engine. So there are three search engines. There's Pinterest is a good content search engine, Google, and YouTube. If I'm going too deep, just go with me. Um, anyway, so I, I try it. to cover Keep as many going. as those I want as I can. <laughs> so I will, my secondary piece of content is going to be like my blog. So I take my podcast and turn it into a searchable blog post because pin, because podcasting isn't great for searching, right? You can, it, the search engine isn't great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'll take my podcast to my blog and then I stretch it across social media. So if I have this one piece, this one podcast, like you could say Michelle's three tips for reels, you know, and you could pull that out of this podcast and that could be a carousel post. And then maybe I, we say something brilliant in this podcast. <laughs> It's coming, I'm sure. And we always do. So so many things. <laughs> and it becomes a quote. And you're recording this. Um, so like you could do a snippet of a video. So we should be taking our one piece of core content and stretching it as much as we can across social media. And then I send out an email that says, hey, here is this. You can listen to it here. So that is like, that's what I do to take one piece of content and use it and ring out as much content as I can <laughs> because, mm. and people come to me a lot and say, I'm nervous that what if people hear it more than once? Like what if people are on my, listen to my podcast and also get my email. And I'm like, yeah, that, what, how do you learn? It's through repetition. Right. And most people are not listening to you. <laughs> I interviewed Sharon says so. Um, and on my podcast, she's the best. It's like one of my favorite episodes. And she said, once on the internet is never once mm. on the internet is never. So if you only post about like, you're like, well, I gave my three design tips today and you never talk about it again. It's like, it never happened because only like a small percentage of your audience actually saw it. So don't be afraid to like repeat and, or to take like make one piece of content into a reel and then take that same piece of content and make it into a carousel post because people learn differently and people are going to see different types of posts differently. That is so good. I think one of my problems is focus because like for me, I'm doing the things I'm making money off of are branding and surface patterns. Well, hopefully soon. Um, and the podcast is like another thing. I have like all these different things, but like for my design business, things I'm actually designing, I don't really need, I don't really get a lot of work from Instagram. It's mostly referrals anyway, but the podcast, I really need to be marketing because I need to grow that audience. So I just had, as you were talking, I just had the realization, like, I just need to focus on either my podcast Instagram account or my design Instagram account. And I think the podcast is what is really going to have the return in the end. Well, I think what I, as your business strategist, <laughs> I would say, what is your, um, follow the money, right? So mm -hmm. if you are getting your, your clients from referrals, 
and that is sustaining and growing your business, then keep doing that, right? Mm -hmm. For your design. So, and then say, what could I do to um, increase that or to make it easier to talk about me? And then Mm -hmm. you could use your Instagram as like your personal, I mean, your design Instagram as a portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. So the, and so you post frequently, but you don't feel like a ton of pressure to grow to a million followers. Mm -hmm. If this is your strategy, this is how I work through with you. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then you figure out the best way that you can help your clients refer you to more people. Cause that's, I, I was in a place where like I had my agency and I was like, oh, I need to do this and this. I know how to grow it organically, like for SEO, like I'm really into blogging. And then I looked at my numbers and I was like, oh, I am getting all of my clients for, from referrals. So how can I take care of my clients better? And how can I make it easier to talk about me? And then you don't have to do all that other stuff. So, so then you can focus on your podcast that you want to grow. That was such good advice. I love that. Focus. Focus is always my problem. <laughs> There's not enough hours in the day. That's true. I have just a basic question that I'm sure that a lot of listeners are going to be thinking about. Um, if they're anything like me, is really hard to niche down because we love so many things, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and I know this is probably something that Michelle, you go over with your clients, you go through your coaching, you know, you help people really, um, kind of step down into their niche or step into their niche, not down, but into their niche. Um, what is something practical that we can tell, um, listeners or anyone listening there, they can start like figuring out what their niche should be. Yeah, that's a good question. So I, so when we're talking about our niche, um, I think, a lot of times we feel like it's, it's like stopping us and it's putting too many boundaries and we feel kind of oppressed by it, right? Like we're held mm-hmm. back and um, you can look at, at your, I'm going to say niche. I'm sorry. I am. I don't I know what it is. So I'm say You're fine. Technically it's a French <laughs> word. It should be, but, but oh, you heard it's we're so in America. Like, like <laughs> it's niche. I'm in America. Niche, niche, I, niche. It, you use I mean, it in different ways. I don't know. Feel yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my name, anyway, my name is Michelle. That's French. So maybe I should be niche. niche. I'll start putting a French niche. accent on it. Um, so, <laughs> so I would think about different ways that you can niche down. Okay. So a lot of times we think of like, we have to think, we have to be like, think of a certain age, a certain type of person, like a certain like woman or man. And it has to be like very, very like in this box. But like I think of my um, photography clients when I did photography, like that is actually location, like the, my niche was like location based and it also could be a type of person. So if you are a, so I serve creatives and influencers, that is a type of person, right? And I know that if I'm talking to my influencers, that's like a very specific way to talk to them. So I just am going to put in a little bit of a plug for um, niching down because when we niche down, then it actually gives us a lot more clarity on how to speak, what kind of content to create, how to write our website, how to write sales copy, how to write our emails. Like it gives us a lot of clarity there. So if we are trying to figure out who is our ideal customer, our ideal client, then I would think of the actual real life person that you have worked with that is that you like loved, that you would like love to work with them again. 
um, and think about what are the character traits of that actual person and build your ideal audience around that person. And so then it's like actually pretty tangible, right? It's something that you can envision because you've actually met this person and think about, okay, her name's Abby. Cool. Okay. What are her ideals? How many kids does she have? What are her goals? Um, where does she spend her time? Where does she shop? And think about like her day-to-day practices and then how you can um, help and serve that person. That's so good. Man, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gold in this interview. <laughs> I like find myself keep writing notes. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I have it saved. It is a podcast episode. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. Um, so we are about out of time. Michelle, do you want to tell us where we can find you? Um, socials, website, what you have going on for coaching right now and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me on the line on Instagram at I am Michelle Gifford, or my agency is M Gifford Creative. And um, my coaching group is called Moneymakers because we need more good women making good money. Um, so my coaching group is pretty amazing. You get access to all of my courses. And so, and then it's just like a yearly fee of 347. That's it. And you get access to all of my courses and we do twice a month coaching and then we have the best community around. So come join Moneymakers. We love it there. Um, do you want a coupon code? You guys should have a coupon code. Yeah, you should. Yeah. It'll be. love a coupon code. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. It's what should it be? It should be, um, design beat 25. That's what it'll be. Design beat 25. And, um, but that is where you can find me. Come ask your questions. I really, if you DM me, I answer you and I would love to help you or anyone with their business. Yay. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. This is so awesome. All right. For all things design beat, you can follow us on Instagram at design beat podcast, or visit us on our website at designbeatpodcast.com. We'll catch you next week.